Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and welcome to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. And today's guest is going to be an amazing guest. We always have amazing guests, but we're going to talk about actually one of our Goons for Goods uh, activities, Paul Rubin from Camp Good Morning. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. So, Paul, you know, I, I know I reached out to you, and uh, it's a, you're an organization on Long Island, but why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. So the name of our organization is called Camp Good Morning, and that's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit that provides free, absolutely free, bereavement camp programs for Long Island children who are coping with the death of a parent or sibling. You know, you hope to never be in that position or know a family that goes in that position. But unfortunately, there's lots of people who have gone through this. And unfortunately, you're a very busy organization here on the island. Yeah, so the statistics bear out that one in seven children experience the death of a parent and or sibling by the age of 20. So if you were to think about that in terms of class size, every single Long Island class, generally speaking, at about 30 kids in every classroom, there's at least four kids dealing with the loss of a parent and or sibling. So you may have four kids, generally speaking, in a classroom, and those kids may be sitting next to each other, and they don't even know that that child sitting next to them or that teen sitting next to them, for, for, for that matter, um, has uh, experienced the death of a parent or sibling. On top of that, because of COVID, there's an additional 167,000 children, American children, who have lost a parent or a caregiver. So the statistics are just, um, they, they really do bear out the facts, is that 92% of educators um, believe, and this was a study done by the American Federation of Teachers, as well as the New York Life Foundation, which is a huge proponent of bereavement work for children, or children's, um, edu- children's bereavement education, um, as well as being a, a, a huge resource. Um, 92% of educators believe that uh, grief is that they just don't have enough um, support. Children just don't have enough support in the, in the classrooms. So, you know, we're talking about teachers who are saying this, and I could go on and on about statistics, but I, I think you get the point with those three things. One in seven children, 167,000 children have lost a parent or a caregiver, and um, 92% of educators believe that um, kids are not getting enough support, the grief support in the classroom. Yeah, no, I, you know, going through something like that, you know, just a lo- the loss of anybody, you go through that grief process and... Uh, even as an adult, it's t- it's difficult to go through. Uh, you know, I can't imagine the resources that you know children need to to go through that. You know, we always talk about the, the butterfly effects. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's it's very very different for children and and adults. So um, you know, children grieve very differently. So you know, you think about us as adults when we have a loss, we can sit with our grief. Um, you know, we we can hold on to it for a long period of time. But kids are not that way. Um, kids grieve in spurts. It's really like, um, you know, they can sit with it for a little bit. But once it gets a little bit too much, they need to go out 
and and do something. And usually it's it's about getting out that physical energy. Uh, they need to go out and play. Play is a huge way that kids get out their grief, whether it be in sports or um, you know any, anything of the such. It might be riding a skateboard, playing football, playing soccer. Uh, but it's really when that when that energy that gets stuffed down mm-hmm. needs to come out, they just need a way to do it. And you know, talking about bringing a bat, you know, softball, baseball, great activity in order to get um, their feelings out. Yeah, no, we all get uh, emotion stuffed, and we, we've talked about this on the program, about moving our energy in different ways. So can you imagine a child, and that's what I want people to think about is, you know, even a teenager, not even, you know, you know anybody who loses a, a, a grieving process is not easy, and it's, it's not a linear process. So that's the other part is, you know, it's not just, oh, okay, you'll get better every day. And that might be nice to say, and maybe it makes you feel better, but somebody going through that process, uh, no, it doesn't always help. And we, we have to remember the things like that. Absolutely. You know, uh, kids and adults will say the same thing. Don't tell me that it's going to get better because right now I'm hurting. And right now I don't feel better. And I don't want somebody to tell me how I should feel. Um, and that's coming from children and adults. So, you know, we could go over some of the things of what to say and what not to say, but certainly, you know, telling a child, oh, it'll get better. Um, oh, don't worry. Um, you know, this was in God's plan. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on yeah. with, with the, um, with the, with the expressions. Um, but, uh, that might be a, a time for another show. Yeah, no, but so, you know, because I did hear you say, you know, you have some things that you, that, that might be helpful. So while we're at that point, can we, would you please share that? Sure. So the biggest thing that could be really, really helpful to kids is just to listen. Don't judge. Don't try to fix. Um, don't tell them what's going to help them. Just sit with them and don't say anything. Um, unless they invite you, follow their lead. So, you know, a lot of times um, if for, for those of um who listen to your podcast all the time, um, you know, you're probably online a lot. And a lot of times you'll see, or at least I've seen it a lot, is the uh, cartoon of, I think it's Winnie the Pooh and uh, sitting next to Eeyore um, on, on the log, right? And, you know, there's a lot of things that people have made suggestions that Eeyore is clinically depressed. And what does Pooh, and I'm not sure, I'm not a big Winnie the Pooh um you know, uh, aficionado. So I think it's Piglet. Uh, I think so Piglet. Piglet. Yeah. Thank you so much. It made <laughs> me look good. Um, so, so Piglet and, and Winnie just sit by his side and they don't say anything. Um, and that's what we can do for them and just allow them the space to grieve. Don't try to make them feel better because we can't, we can't fix what has happened, but we can be their witness for their grief and we can listen to them as they share feelings yeah no that's the really important part and, and it, it, it takes a lot, lot of work I, I know you know as, as humans we always want to try to fix something and you know and not to be sexist often men want to do the fixing as well as then other people you know traditionally women then want to you know soothe and um you know you have to kind of let everybody grieve differently that's part of the challenge is that handling that grief differently is really uh, powerful yeah. So, you know, that, that's a good thing that you bring up because grief is, um, I, we have a saying, and by the way, my background is also in, um, 
you know, I have my master's in school counseling and an advanced certificate in mental health counseling. And I've been doing grief, grief work for about 20 years, specifically in, in grief camps. So, you know, one of the one of the biggest sayings that we have about grief is that it is un- as unique as a thumbprint or as a snowflake. Mm. Everybody goes through grief differently, just as you had said, because the person who is grieving is the only person who had that special relationship with their loved one. And so no one else, it's kind of like, um, is it um, Mr. Rogers uh, who says, you know, there's no one else who's just like you. Um, and, and that's it's what it comes to when it comes to grieving. We have to respect everyone's grieving process. No one grieves the same. And what may help you may not help me and vice versa. Yeah, and that and that goes true also, in the, even in the same family, uh, you know. And I, I I've used it and not it, it to try to belittle the point, but like if you and I are watching the same sporting event, even if we're rooting for the same team, we might still have a shared experience, but we must still might be watch, seeing things differently, uh, uh, different plays, or or even if you and I are not rooting for the same team, uh, you know, it it becomes a different experience. So, you know, we have to remember that it's always different experience. Everybody's individual and try to give them this space for that specific uh, experience that they're going through and not only grief. So um, not to, you know, and I know you can probably talk, uh, keep going on about about grief, but what does Camp Good Morning do? Uh, So I want to kind of highlight all the the great stuff that you you, you are doing. Well, thank you. So what we do is we provide... um, two grief camps per year and they're weekend grief camps. So, um, and they only occur in the spring and the fall. And the reason that we do that is because there are other um, organizations that are doing it in the summertime and we don't want to duplicate services. We want to fill in the gaps in services. So we do it on the weekends, um, a Friday to a Sunday, children and teens do not have to miss school. They come out to our campsite, which is Camp Aquatic in Center Mauritius. We, um, they come out right after school between, I would say, 4 and 5 o'clock. Um, they arrive, and then they go home on Sunday somewhere around, I'm going to say, 3 to 4 o'clock. So this is an overnight camp. So the kids will stay all through Friday through Sunday. And during that weekend, it's everything that you might think a camp might have. We do all the same things. Um, We have bonfires. We play basketball. We play four square, nine square in the air. There's fishing. There's boating, so on and so forth. Um, The thing that makes us special and a little bit different is that we have we run four different support groups during that weekend. We we run one on Friday, two on Saturday, and then one on Sunday. The one on Friday is just the very, very beginning. And it's all about giving the kids the opportunity to share their grief story. So for example, um, the the kids are are divided up um, developmentally. So the ages are from seven to 17. So our groups might look like something like seven to eight year olds, nine to 10, 11 to 13, 14 to 17. It might vary just a little bit, but not very much because we want to make sure that what we talk about is develop, developmentally appropriate for each age group. Um, so the kids will come in and their very, very first support group is about sharing their grief story. The kids are not obligated to talk at all. Um, one of the things that we believe in is participation by choice. Anybody who knows 
if a child is forced to do something um, and they don't want to do it, they're going to rebel. Um, and so our goal is to gain their trust. So if we push them to a place that they don't want to go, they're not going to go there. We, we, again, we have a saying where we meet them where they are, not where we want them to be. So, um, you know, if, if they talk, they talk. And if they don't, they don't. The big thing is, is that they're going to be sitting in a big group, you know, between eight to 10 kids who have also lost a parent or sibling, and they're going to hear their stories. So as they hear their stories, they're going to start feeling a little bit more comfortable, not necessarily about talking, but they've just entered a group of about 100 to 150 people that they don't know. So, you know, imagine that being a little kid and, and, and being left for the weekend. So anyway, so that's, that's the first group. Uh, is there any, I can go on about the second, you know, the second, third and fourth groups, but I want to give you an opportunity to ask anything. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, no, I th- and I think that's great. And I, and I just want to make sure that everybody understands that this camp, um, unfortunately, the only way you, you get in is by having a, the, the loss. It's not. Uh, a camp that anybody could, you know, to, to mingle. This is a, a really they're creating a safe space uh, for all these children. And, and you know, uh, as we hear more about it, I just want to make sure that uh, we understand that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's to me, it sounds like a very beautiful process because it, it, it's, a, it, it's something that's needed and uh, they're definitely filling a need that's uh, filling a need. Yeah, you know, again, you know, we have the saying, as you were just talking about that, you know, this is really for grieving children. Um, it, and as you said, it's it's a very special place. Um, we also call it the club that no one wants to belong to. Mm. Um, nobody wants to be at that camp. I don't want anybody to have to come to our camp. Um, but there, we know there are grieving children and they need support. They need support of caring, compassionate, dedicated volunteers. And we're all volunteers to to support them. Um, you know, the, the second the second support group that we run on Saturday morning is all about identifying and expressing their feelings. And we can do that in different modalities. It could be through talk, which is something that the older kids prefer and the younger pre- kids prefer to play games and activities. So we can have them running about, um, you know, all kinds of different fun games, because w- when you're playing games, you're not necessarily thinking about what you're doing um, from a cognitive standpoint which is really discussing everything that's been going on with them. So uh, that's, that's, that's what we do on Saturday morning. And then our, our third support group is on Saturday uh, late afternoon. And that's all about identifying and, um, and learning about healthy as well as unhealthy coping skills. Um, little kids, they don't know necessarily what the, what the term coping skills means, sure. but they do know they do know what they like to do when they're feeling sad or when they're feeling angry. And you might hear a child say, well, you know, I, I like to play sports when I'm feeling mad because I can get all my anger out. Or, you know, I like to um, I like to just listen to music because I can get lost in it. And sometimes I hear songs that I can relate to. Um, the older kids, again, they love to be able to talk. Um, not all of them, but it's something that they do like. And then finally on Sunday, our very last support group is all about how can we help them or how can they learn ways to stay connected to their loved one, even though they're gone, physically gone. And just as important, how are they going to stay connected to the new friends that they made at camp? Because once they go home, they're no longer going to be supported 24 seven, the way that they were at camp. 
So what we want to do, our, one of our goals is to create a community of support. It's starting the community of, uh, of support when they arrive at camp, even before, because we can put campers and parents in touch with each other and then carry that over um, until the very next camp. So, for example, if, if a, a teen, a 14-year-old, I've, I've been talking about kids a lot, but um, let's say a teen or um, uh, you know, a 17-year-old um, has made a, a really good friend in their group, well, we definitely want them to stay in touch. Um, and so, you know, we can, we can introduce the parents to each other and say, hey, you know, um, your, your teen made a really good friend in, in this parent's teen. And might be a really good idea to stay in touch because it gives them an opportunity to kind of talk about that something that they both have in common. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and uh, the other question I was going to ask, sort of leading into it, is so you said you have, you have a spring and a, and a fall. Uh, the same children, so like especially in the younger cases, uh, do they uh, attend both, or is that something that doesn't happen usually? No, they can. We, we've we've had four camps so far. We've had a couple of campers um, that have already attended three camps. So the priority will go to kids who have never been to camp before. However, as long as we have space and as long as we have the funding, we are happy to take as many kids as we can. Uh, we want that's that that's our that's our mission. It's our passion is serving grieving children and giving them the support they need. Because quite honestly, as an adult, and I'm I'm an adult, you're an adult, um, you know, they, even, <laughs> well, to, to some degree, right? Um, but they never taught anything about grief in class. No. You know, they never taught anything. You know, what do you do when, when you lose a parent? You know, who do you talk to? And most frequently is that children will learn from their parents. And if the parents haven't learned what to do about it, um, you know, then they're not really getting the best role model for themselves. So and the parent may be grieving themselves. And unfortunately, they are right. Their spouse, their partner has died and they're dealing with their own with their own loss. And now they have to, you know, really pay attention to their child or children. And if there's multiples, then that's more. And now, you know, if it's a now it may be a single parent uh, household and 50 percent of their income may have been taken away. They may have to move because they can't afford the house that they're in. And that means that the child is going to have to leave friends behind and start to make new friends. There, it, it gets so complicated. Um, I, again, I, I could go on and on, but yeah, no, I, I can imagine. And, and you know, I mean, you know, as you said, you have the, the mental health background as well. You know, just as a general mental health piece, even if you have both parents and you know all the various situations that come up in life, um, you know, you don't always get the right support as a young child, or how the young child is experiencing it as well. So you know, the grief is just. Look, uh, I lost my dad when I was 48, uh, I, you know, and I didn't have a good relationship with him. But I don't know that I was prepared for all the things that I had to go through uh, to do that. So that's just grief as a semi-functioning adult. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. So again, you know, the, the children, it, it becomes that much more difficult. Yeah, it's 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 just a challenge. Regardless, it's it's just difficult. Um, I, I also work with seniors who have lost a spouse. Um, so you know, we're talking about anyway, 
anywhere from their late 50s to 80s. And, you know, grief is grief. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about the relationship that's different. Um, And regardless, whether you have a good relationship or a not so good relationship, it's just complicated. Yeah, no, definitely. And and you guys are are definitely uh, trying to uncomplicate it or at least give the safe space and support that uh, the children and, 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 you know, it sounds like the the remaining caregivers uh, are also. Um, Now, I I just, I I looked on the website and I just also want to make sure that we give appropriate credit to the Rotary Club. Uh, You guys have a relationship with the Rotary Club and they actually help you provide some of the, the, the funding, I guess, but also the campground. So I just wanted to, you know, really make sure that uh, everybody, you know, it, it's a community effort. It's not just uh, a bunch of people, um, which would be good as well, but uh, I want to give credit where it is. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, one thing, yes, the Rotary, absolutely. So we're, we're very grateful for our relationship with uh, Camp Aquatic, which is run by the Rotary. Um, and for those who don't know, their motto is service above self. Um, and they're also a nonprofit. So we are so grateful and proud to be working with another nonprofit. Um, we do not um, we do not have any large corporate entities behind us. So we're an independent grief camp, which means that we rely on the, the generosity of the Rotary and individual donations, as well as um, you know grants and scholarship not scholarships um, sponsorships in order to you know provide this free camp for children. So um, you know. There's there's so many people and and so many organizations, big and you know, and when I say big, you know, we're, we're talking, not, we're not talking a hospice, we're not talking about a hospital, you know, we're talking about mid-sized businesses, maybe um, that that donate and individual people that donate ten dollars, you know, that's it's wonderful, um, you know, it just comes from their heart, so. You know, one of the things that we're doing now, and I'm just going to bring this up only because it seems like appropriate, it seems appropriate, is that a week from this Sunday, so that would be February 6th, is we're running our second annual team chicken wing challenge, chicken wing eating challenge. So, you know, we were just talking about um, where, where, where the funds come from. That's one of our sources. So, you know, if anybody wanted to learn anything more about that, they can just go to our website at Camp Good Morning, M-O- org, and they could just look under events and they'll, they'll find all the information about that. Yeah, no, I just finding out at, at this, uh, about the event. So, so, so close. So we'll, we'll get it out. We'll get this episode out before the event. Uh, but so I, I, the question I have for you, and we can maybe even cut this, that, this, this question out is uh, I saw registration ends uh, Sunday. If somebody wanted to register afterwards, um, is it all available or is it, you know, you, I know you want to make sure you have enough wings for everybody. So uh, <laughs> if there's a bring your own wing <laughs> option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make, make your own. Um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at possibly expanding that, okay. um, that deadline. So um, before you see the January 30th deadline and say, ah, oh, I can't believe I just missed it. Try registering first, because the, the, the likelihood is that we are going to extend it. Um, you know, we recently had someone donate some more wings. Um, but, you know, we also have to be very, very mindful of the COVID protocol. protocol. Sure. Um, 
So it's at Levittown Hall in Hicksville. And, you know, anyone who comes, we ask that you wear a mask when you're, when, if you're competing, you can take your mask off because you can't eat with your mask on, (laughs) but we just want to make sure everybody's safe. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. Um, So yeah, the deadline is probably going to be a moving deadline. Okay. Um, So, so, so they can definitely, uh, I would suggest try registering um, more than likely it'll work past January 30th. Okay. So actually what I'll, I'll, okay. Okay. Uh, so what do we have to do? So at this chicken, uh, you know, the, the fundraiser, the chicken wing fun- fundraiser, do you need a team? Uh, I'm an individual. I can maybe eat as a, as a team, but, um, how does that work? Yeah. So right now it's, it's, we're accepting teams right now and we, we need teams because we have a lot of wings to be, we have over 1600 wings that have been donated. Okay. Um, and I think that there's more coming. So the teams consist of just two people. Um, each person, the registration fee, we keep it extremely um, friendly, meaning that it's for, it's only $15 to register. Um, and then we ask that each person, each, each wing eater, then go out and get four sponsors to sponsor them for maybe a dollar a wing, a dollar a wing or more that they eat. So for example... The contest or the challenge is 12 minutes long. If let's say you were to enter and you were to eat 20 wings in that 12 minutes and somebody wanted to sponsor you and they sponsored you for a dollar, that would be $20. So again, it's, it's very, very manageable. Um, there are a lot of people more than, more than who would go by donating per, per wing. They just give a flat donation so that might look like $50, $75, $100 for those who are usually touched by loss, you know, by mm-hmm. their own loss. I, we usually find that those people wind up giving you know, significantly more, any, you know, whatever they can afford. But um, essentially, it's a, a dollar per wing. And if, if you um, were to sponsor somebody for $20, that's a couple of uh, Starbucks and, and that's it, Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, you know, that's why I, I'll uh, I'm gonna so now knowing that uh, we have some time, I'm gonna try to see what I could do to gather some teams. Or uh, I mean, if not, this is you'll always be more than happy to accept a donation anyway on behalf of of anybody. So we're gonna see what we could do to help you out and uh, definitely eat some wings. I mean, come on, guys. We <laughs> yeah, they're coming from all over, by the way. So I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, and just so that you know, um, and I'm not plugging sponsors or anything like that, but they're, they really are coming from all over. I'm just going to, if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a couple of those places. Yeah. I, I definitely want to highlight these people. Yeah. So Miller's Ale, Miller's Ale House, mm-hmm. three locations, the one in Comac, the one in Deer Park, and the one in Lake Grove are donating wings. LC Lane Wing House. It's in Belmore, New Hyde Park, and in Huntington. That's our hometown. Um, they're donating 500 wings. Um, the all-new uh, Sandwich Express in Plainview, right off of Mineta Hill Road, mm. they're donating 200 wings, and they're entering the contest. Um, there, there are so many, so many one, Zorns, Zorns of Beth Page, which has been around for you know decades and decades, <laughs> is donating wings. Um, we had uh, somebody who just called up and said, "Hey, listen, we just want to make a donation." So of course, you know, you know, we, we plug them on our, on our, uh, on our Facebook page because we're just, again, it's, it's not, it's not a transactional thing for us. We genuinely want to be involved with those 
um, organizations and those businesses. So um, anything that we can do, there's also, uh, again, well, there, there are just so many. I'm not going to keep on going, but Hooters. Hooters is another one. Okay, well, I'll I'll tell you. So, just this week, uh, I think I shared with you. I, I'm selling some shirts and stuff like that that would go to the Goons for Good Operation uh, charity. So, I know what came in this week for me, and uh, I'm gonna match it. So, we're gonna just round it up because I think it's always good to round up. So, we're gonna donate a hundred dollars. I'm gonna donate a hundred dollars through the Goons for Good Operation, and uh, I'm gonna actually reach out to some more people. We'll get some people, and we'll get that check over to you uh, right after. And uh, we'll make that happen. Thank you so much, Dave. So greatly appreciated. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, the more you hear about it and, you know, getting to know you a little bit, uh, it's really one of those topics that we all experience it. And the more that you sit and talk about it, uh, that's why, you know, I know we talked about maybe after COVID, we'll bring out my baseball bat and we have the batting net and everybody hits the ball into the net. And, uh, you know, and that's adults as well as, children and let them get their frustrations out moving that energy uh as i talk about often uh, you know that's the most important part is making and letting them use for me with the uh, the bad piece is letting them use whatever word they like not a word that i assign to them because i don't know what they feel like and i don't know how you feel like you know uh so it's great um how else can so if we miss the the uh buffalo wing do you have any other events coming up in, you know, that we can kind of make sure that people know about? And we'll always remind people to come to the website to always check that yeah, out. Yeah, so, so well, the biggest thing after, after that is probably going to be the camp, which is June 3rd through the 5th. So if you know of a child or if you have a child or children who are coping with the death of a, of, you know, a spouse or, or um, not a spouse, but death of a parent or a sibling, go to our website, sign up. It's Camp Good Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G.org. Um, sign them up um, underneath. You'll see a little black bar that goes across the top third screen of uh, top third of the screen, and you'll click on camper and volunteer applications, and that'll just lead you to another page. And you just click on it, and you complete the application, and it's that easy. That's how that's how the process gets started. Um, any anything you know, other things that that possibly people can get involved in. We are always seeking out really good role models um, to be big buddies. And a big buddy is somebody who's paired one-to-one with our camper for the weekend. So essentially that person is that child's either big brother or big sister for the weekend, wherever that child goes, you know, that, that big buddy or that volunteer goes. And we always need dedicated, compassionate volunteers um, who will work with our kids. And again, not try to fix them, not try to steer them in any way, just be just like, just like, um, piglet and poo, right? Yep. Hold space is, uh, how we talk about it. Yep. 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 That's a great, great term holding spaces. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, that sounds awesome. So I, you know, I really want to, I hope that, you know, through this communication and, you know, uh, let, just let you know, uh, the audience is growing, so it, it's not only local, so it'll be great to have the opportunities to do that. And I definitely want to bring you back on because there's just so much to to talk about. And, uh, you know, and then once I experience any parts of these things, uh, I'm going to keep talking about it because that's what I do. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to, you know, I don't want to take up all of your time. Is there anything like final words that you'd like to share or, or guidance that you might have somebody going through these situations? 
Yeah. So, you know, if, if they do have, a, if you do have, um, if there has been a loss in the family, um, please reach out to us. We provide guidance. We provide support, um, whether it is a parent, a sibling, it can be, a, you know, it doesn't have to be all about children. Um, we have a lot of resources that we can give out to families, no matter, you know, no matter what the loss is, whether it's by suicide, by overdose, um, you know, wh- whatever it is, um, we can help to connect families with great resources. And a lot of them that we know are free, just like us. So, you know, we get it. We don't have, want to have to worry about finances when, when we have a loss. We just want help. Um, so, you know, please reach out. Let us know. CampGoodMorning.org. Okay, I'll, we'll make sure, and we'll make sure that's in the notes for the the podcast. And so, thank you so much, Paul, for so much. And if I, if after you listen to this, if you think we we missed something, then definitely come on back. And I want to make sure that everybody hears about it and supports it. And I'm going to look on seeing how uh, I can volunteer and be of assistance to you. And for everybody, actually, I want to ask you one other question. So we've been talking about a lot of negative things. The one thing, what brings peace and love? to your, your camps? It's, uh, I just got the chills when you said that. Um, so it's what people bring to it, right? People, people, you, you mentioned at the very, very top of the podcast, which is energy. People bring their energy. If their energy is open and it's genuine and authentic, then we know that they're there for the right reasons. Um, and that's just to be a support system for kids. Um, you know, the, the people who come, you know, it, it doesn't matter what they do. It's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 everybody usually has a reason for volunteering at camp. Um, and that reason is theirs. And we're there to help them to manage it because it is very, very emotional. But um, it's everybody's heart. That's 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 what the peace and love is all about. It's everybody's heart. Um, so, you know, I, I just wanted to mention if somebody wanted to reach out to me directly, they can go to, um, either my email address is paul.campgoodmorning at gmail.com. And that's M O U R N I N G. Or they can reach out by phone by simply uh, calling up 631-772-9115. Okay. I, I really hope that a lot of people do reach out and, uh, you'll be one of those people that I keep mentioning all the time on, uh, and, and this won't be the last time you hear from me. I don't know if that's good or not, but uh, I, I, I see you smiling. So uh, we'll, we'll figure that's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. Listen, you know, um, we, we need more people with peace and love, right? It, it's we, we need, you know, there's there's so much going on um, in the world today. I, and we just need more peace and love. That's it. I hear you. But and when we bring a. Peace and love, and if you have to bring a bat, it's just non-negotiables. No violence. Swing. Use your energy in the right way. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, love, and bring a bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. 
follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring It Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.